Hi, Maureen. <laughs> Sorry, I just plug in my headphones. L- long time no see. I know. We just got done recording ten minutes ago. Read any books in the ten minutes? <laughs> yeah, well, have you read any books between our last recording? No, but I did finish a book this week. A different book. Yeah? Yeah, I read V for Vendetta, finally. I was like, okay, oh. I'll figure out. I'll figure out the hype. Not, not, not bad. It was like it wasn't like my last okay. like classic comic I read where I was like, "Jeez, this sucks." Uh, <laughs> like the for the, it was good. I think some of it might have went like a little over my head, but it was good. That's fine. Like I got it. Like I got, I like I got it. But I had a little problems with like a lot of the characters look alike. Um, so mm, yeah, like someone was like doing something important. I was like, ah, uh, I don't know who this I is. Block you. Like they're doing something good for them have we met like is this and there's like a bunch of characters too and a lot of them are just like white men so i'm like oh crap (laughs) which one's this one i uh i had therapy the other day oh yeah and uh, we were wrapping up Uh uh-huh and uh, i was like oh yeah you know i'm gonna take some podcast notes and you know i'm recording with brenda she's like oh yeah how's that going and I'm like, oh, you know, it's great. We're on the book we're on. One of the point of views is my favorite character, Squirrelpaw. She's my wife. And, Mel- and Melinda was like, tell me about her. <laughs> <laughs> and so I did. That's I was amazing. like, she's spunky. She is a lot. She's a strong woman. Oh God, I love her. Oh, squirrel paw. That's like a that's a flight, hol- that's but... like actually a hilariously smart way to get to know a client, right? Like, who's your favorite character? Oh. Okay, why? Because that tells you like things that they value, and possibly like. And I'm, yeah, yeah. And I said something. I'm like in Brambleclaw, and she's like, "What, what Brambleclaw? What are these <laughs> names?" And I'm like, "Melinda, they're warrior cat names." <laughs> she had to do some googling right I'm like hey melinda get with the program we can't blame melinda it, it probably came no we can't probably came after her time yeah definitely but, so yeah i had a nice had a nice had a nice talk with my therapist about squirrel flight <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> all that really matters in my life you know squirrel what flight, my love good yeah um, it's basically from here on out, whenever we're on the main series, it's just wife loving hours. Good. You know what? Awesome. Maybe wife loving hours 24-7. We've earned this. You've earned this. Yeah, I've earned this. Our listeners have earned this. Because I'm Ember Heart. And I'm Tangle Tongue. And this is Warrior Cats. What is that? <laughs> If you don't like Squirrel Flight, you're not gonna like the rest of this, this podcast. Oh, I forgot! I forgot that that becomes her name. Oh, it's okay. Well, we we already knew, like, so it wasn't like you I already just, knew. I forgot. Yeah, if you're not a Squirrel Paw fan, some people like really don't like her because you know why? I don't see a lot to dislike. Yeah, I guess she's an annoying little girl. 
Oh, okay. Uh, Which well, we've already talked about how everybody's that's annoying. That's internalized at 15. sexism, then. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, basically. I, I could well, see, like, disliking a character because you see too much of yourselves in them, but then I think you need to hold that, you need to examine that, and you need to grow from that. Anyway. Anyways, I love my wife, but that's not who we're starting this episode with. Oh my god, are we starting with her sister? Yeah. <laughs> Alright, let's 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 break out of jail. Sasha, is that you? Oh, right. There isn't a reply. Sasha's like, I Leaf thought Paw. I escaped these freaks. Leafpaw is curious to see the cat that boned Tiger Star. <laughs> If and she's as hot as golden flower, ooh, I might have to add another. I might have to add a milf to my girlfriend list. Wait, <laughs> no. no, that's the mom of her girlfriend. Never mind. Yeah, it would be weird. Not do that. You can't. You can't also date your girlfriend's mom. That's not good. No, it's not allowed. Yeah, the actual phrasing was "took Tiger Star as a mate," but you know, she's like that makes that makes it seem very like. I like how that's phrased. I mean, she's a take charge woman. And she didn't know. I really doubt she knew. Oh, of course not. And she eventually, like, left him. Yeah. So. Because she figured it out. Cody says to give her time to recover. The new ones are always quiet. I don't need time to recover, came a furious hiss. (laughs) What? Dare they put her in there? If she could get out, she'd tear those two legs to shreds. Why does why 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 does Tiger Star get all of the good ladies? It's not fair. It's not fair. I guess he's really hot. He's just it's, really but hot. But he has such a crappy personality. He's so manipulative. He was hiding that pretty well. Though. I know. It makes me mad that he's allowed to do that. Like, I know there's no, like, laws against being, like, a jerk and manipulative creep, but I'm mad that he's allowed to do that. I think you, I think if you, I think if you've murdered kids, you have to tell any potential partners. (laughs) Hello, this is speed dating. I've murdered a child. Yeah, and, and then you don't get to date hot moms. Like... I mean, I'm I'm happy they dated because that's how we got, well, that's how we got Mothwing. Yeah, that's how we got. That was the only really positive thing. I mean, Hawk Frost. No, he's there. Mothwing's the only positive thing. Well, Mustyfoot, but 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 Mustyfoot asked what she was. Musty, Musty, Mustyfoot. Mustyfoot asked what she was doing in the forest. Sasha said she wanted to see her kids. She'd heard about the destruction. She wanted to make sure they were safe. Oh my god, what good mama. Just like Princess. Princess was like, hey, I don't know why I'm here. Are my kids good? Firestar. Well, Leafpaw says she saw Mothwing not long ago, and she's fine. Sasha asks if Hawkfrost is safe as well. Leafpaw doesn't answer. Well, he takes after his dad. Awkward. Oh, crap. That, that, just say that, oh, and that's all she beans. needs to know. Just say, oh, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he takes after his father, and then she's like, okay, that literally tells me literally everything I ever need to know about how he's turned out. 
Well, Mistyfoot offers that he was fine last time she saw him. <laughs> I feel like... Thank goodness. I feel like she would, like, meet Hawkfrost and just kill him. Because she'd be like, uh-oh. Oh, Mistyfoot? No, uh, Sasha. I think, like, I know she's not oh. a fighter, but I feel like if Sasha met Hawkfrost as he is now... No, actually, I'd be afraid that Hawkfrost would kill her. Because he doesn't like being reminded that he's not a full clan cat. And he'd probably, like, kill his little mm. mom. <gasps> All right, yikes. Sorry. That we'll see bad. if this comes true. Oh, no, what? Thank goodness Sasha breathes, and Leafpaw is surprised at the relief in her voice. Leafpaw says she sounds like a clan queen. Yeah. Cody says, duh, she's talking about her kids. Yeah, moms are moms, Leafpaw. What? Well, Leafpaw says, but she gave them up to be raised in River Clan. Cody asks why her own clan didn't raise them. And Leafpaw explains that Sasha isn't a clan cat. She's a rogue. We didn't know. Well, we literally right. didn't know Sasha existed. That's right, Sasha growled. Call her names just because she chose not to live among them. <laughs> but she doesn't care. As long as her kits are safe. I love her. Sasha is trying to work out who's who. Mistyfoot tells her, mostly rogues and a few clan cats. Cody is the only kitty pet that they know of. Cody's Sasha like, hi, that's me. Hi, I'm Cody. <laughs> hi, I'm Cody. Hi, I'm Cody. Well, Leafpaw says not even Star Clan has a clue. Star Clan? Sasha curls her lip. Do they still believe in that nonsense after everything that's happened in the forest? I love her so much. Of course we do. She's like Leafpaw a hiss. Uh, she's the mean stepmom of my dreams. This is amazing. I'm so glad Sasha's here. Well, say a prayer for me, little one. Sasha sighed. They're going to need all the help they can get. Oh. The two leg comes back with food at Sun High. Oh, I thought he was coming. I was like, he just came with food. This guy's like just throwing pebbles at him. Leafpaw tells Cody that she won't get it to let them out by purring at it. Cody guesses not, but she can still get him to trust her. A hiss explodes from the cage next to Cody. A rogue, Cole, who has been quiet and aloof the whole time, uh, is in that cage. He actually... That's kind of how rogues has, go. Yeah. But Cody's been trying to make friends with him, and he's not been receptive. <laughs> The two-leg jumps away and holds a bleeding paw before stopping and staring menacingly at Cole. Uh-oh. The two-leg cries out and thrusts his hand into Cole's cage. Hey! Cole screeches in pain. Hey! The two-leg mutters and slams the door that, to Cole's cage. That was not okay. Not at all. Never mind. I changed I, any positive things I said last time about that dude revoked he's a jerk uh i could say we kill him like leafpaw shuddered what had he done to cole yeah i'm when the two leg opens cody's door to drop her pellets she shies away she's not purring at it now Ugh. when the two leg had gone leafpaw checks on cole she smells blood what the 
the heck did this guy do? Cody says it looks bad. There's blood on the floor of his cage. Cole says he cut his leg. The two legs shoved him against something sharp. Oh. So I guess the dude, like, pushed the cat, like, shoved him. Yeah, but if a cat cries out, you know that they're hurt. Like, cats, like, like, you can push a cat away. Well, obviously, well, no, he, he meant, he he did this in anger. He was, he had already, Cole had scratched or bit him or something. He was already out of the cage, and then he went back, pushed Cole, and then slammed the door. Okay, I thought you were, like, saying- So he, like, shouted and pushed the cat. Like, he did that in anger. Like, he hit a cat. Yeah. When he could have just removed himself from the situation. Yeah, and obviously the cats, like, they're feral cats. It's a cat. It's scared. They're going to attack you. They're gonna scratch you, dude. You, that, they, but they- That's what they do. You don't hit animals. That's that's the summary of the situation. You don't hit animals no matter what because they do not know why you hit them. Yes. And you are bigger than them and you can kill them and that's it's it's never okay for And you have human. them in a cage. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. There there's so many disadvantages and there's literally it's almost never okay. Yeah, we don't have to preach don't hit cats yeah. on this podcast, yeah. I don't think. But anyways, screw this guy. Yeah. I say we kill him. Like, if all the cats escape their cages and eat him, I'm fine with that being the ending. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. Okay, we kill him, bring all the can cats who are starving, and eat him. That's probably- that's That's probably enough, like, I mean, there's- Yeah, worry about refeeding syndrome, but like, there's probably enough meat there that everyone could get a nice meal. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they'd all be euthanized after. <laughs> well, I'm saying, no, I'm saying they should escape. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, obviously. they can get his keys, but run. <laughs> Steal a car. <laughs> I meant to get out of the, the place, but yeah, I, I suppose he's not locking it as he walks in, so. Leafpaw asks if anyone can reach Cobweb. Gorstail says there's one near him he thinks he can reach, and he's able to get it and pass it to Leafpaw. Oh, teamwork. She gives it to Cody to give to Cole. The rogue beneath Cole says there's blood dripping into their cage. Cope, dude. That's a lot of- Well, he's more just saying, like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's saying there's a lot of blood. There's, like, blood dripping into my cage. This dude is badly hurt. Might need more cobweb. Um, Cole says it won't stop bleeding. Leafpaw tells him not to panic and press the cobweb to the wound. This is horrific. Ooh. I don't like is this. This is the Halloween. spooky episode. <laughs> Leafpaw tells him not to panic and press the cobweb to the wound. Cole says it's already soaked through with blood. But Leafpaw assures him it'll stop more from coming out and to hold it in place. She waits as silence grips the nest. Brightheart asks if he's okay. The rogue below Cole says the blood isn't dripping into their cage anymore. <laughs> Did Cole so just pass if out? If that's the indication of really bad we're going for. Did Cole pass out from blood loss? No. Okay. Cole says it's better. It didn't even sting. Leafpaw tells him to leave the cobweb a bit longer and then give it a gentle lick. 
Well done, Leafpaw, Cody whispered. And for the first time since she's been captured, Leafpaw doesn't feel entirely helpless. She realizes she's hungry and needs to take Cody's advice to keep up her strength. So she nibbles at the pellets. These are disgusting, she muttered. Brightheart asks what they think the two legs are going to do with them. Leafpaw suggests they might turn them into kitty pets. Which isn't appealing, but it could give them a chance to escape back to the forest. Sasha snorts. She doesn't think so. They're hardly the soft, pampered cats two legs go for. Cody nods. These workfolk don't care about cats. They just want to get rid of them. Leafpaw asks Cody about how she had tried reaching the catch on the cage. Cody says she did try but couldn't get a grip. Leafpaw asks the others if they can undo theirs. Gorsetail's is too stiff. Cloudtail, the mesh on like the front of his cage, is broke, and he can get two paws out, but can't reach it. Darn it. Sasha growls that they're all wasting their time. There's no way out of here. Dang, Sasha, what have you been that, through, though. girl? I know you. I know part of what you've been through, but if she gave up, there would be no hope left. As it grew dark, Leafpaw reached through the cage and began to claw at the catch. How do they know what what it's called? Ah, uh, that's what Cody called it. Oh, okay. I, if I was calling it something, I'd call it a latch. Yeah. Well, I think catch is, like, British. Maybe. British English. All right. Hang on, I'm Googling it. It's cold, but the sky is clear as they travel to four trees the next night. Squirrelpaw and Brambleclaw are behind Firestar and Cinderpelt. Squirrelpaw asks if there's a sign. How soon does Brambleclaw think they'll go? She wants time to find Leafpaw before they leave. Yeah. In Brambleclaw English, points out that... It, a device... Oh, okay. A device for securing something such as a door window or box. The window catch was rusty. Yeah. So okay. it means the same cool. as latch, lock, or fastener in British English. Brambleclaw points out that leaving wasn't well received. Firestar is leader, but he has to obey the will of his clan. Squirrelpaw asks, what if Dustpelt was right? Why should they follow the advice of a badger they'd never met before? <laughs> kind of like Brambleclaw points that. out that Brambleclaw points out that Star Clan did send them to Midnight, and he seems to be trying to convince himself as much as her. Squirrelpaw trembles when she thinks about the sign of a dying warrior and what that could mean. But if it told them what to do next, they might be able to save their clans. They come to the top of the slope that led down the four to four trees. She had known the trees had been cut down, but she hadn't let herself imagine what it would look like. Oh yeah, jeez, that's probably shocking. And the real thing was so much worse than anything she could have imagined. The heart of the forest had been ripped out. Nothing would ever be the same. They pick their way through the sliced trees. 
Squirrelpaw looks around. The Great Rock is gone! Brambleclaw asks how that could have happened. And he goes to the crater where the Two rock is terrifying. Squirrelpaw had thought it had roots like a tree. She thought they reached down so far nothing could ever move it. Over here, Firestar calls. He and Cinderpelt are almost belly deep in mud. They're standing by a vast gray stone. The shape isn't familiar, but it's definitely the great rock. Gouge marks scarred the rock where the monsters had grabbed it. There will be no more gatherings now, a harsh voice rang through the clearing. It's Blackstar. All right. Okay, cool. We got we got one. All right. Tawny Pelt, Crowpaw, and Stormfur are with him. Tawny Pelt, Brambleclaw runs to welcome his sister. Firestar gives a disapproving growl. Squirrelpaw's paws prick with frustration. Didn't he know they were working together to save the clans? Don't get mad at a boy for being excited to see his sister that he'd spent the past over a month with. <laughs> Each cat had brought their leader and a medicine cat, but two other cats had joined them. Mudfur had brought his apprentice, Mothwing, and Hawkfrost was also there, his ice-blue eyes expressionless. Tallstar asks how they'll climb it now. His voice trembled. Even half-hidden in shadow, he looked so frail. Squirrelpaw was surprised he made the journey. Leopardstar says that the marks will give them a grip, and she scrambled to the top. Blackstar followed. Tallstar watches, looking smaller than ever. Firestar says he'll follow Tallstar, and Tallstar nods and scrambles to the lowest gouge. Firestar springs up after him, propping up Tallstar with his shoulder. Squirrelpaw wonders aloud if they should go up, too. They decide that they don't need to. It probably doesn't really matter who sees the sign. And Tawnypelt says they have a chance to talk now. Blackstar is ready to leave the forest. Squirrelpaw All right, says cool. Firestar hasn't decided yet. Wow. I, was, I, I really <laughs> thought that would be more of a fight, but I guess he's the newest leader, so he's probably like, yeah, whatever. Well, Tawnypelt says she thinks Blackstar had decided to leave before she came back with the warning. Oh. Squirrelpaw asks what he said when she told him. Did he believe her? Tawnypelt didn't answer. Brambleclaw presses close to his sister and asks if they gave her a hard time. Tawnypelt shook her head. They acted like she was a stranger. Tall Poppy's kits were frightened of her. Squirrelpaw says it wasn't easy for them, either. It was as if they weren't a part of the clan anymore. Brambleclaw says of course they're part of the clan. It'll just take some time for things to get back to normal. Stormfur snorts. Nothing is ever going back to normal. They've seen the damage in WindClan and ThunderClan territory. He assumes it's the same in ShadowClan. Tawnypelt nods. Even though the two legs haven't reached RiverClan yet, everything has changed. Mistyfoot is missing. Hawkfrost is deputy now. No! 
Ah! Crap! I should have known they couldn't just wait for her to get back. Squirrelpaw tells them about Leafpaw being taken by two legs. So that's probably what happened to Mistyfoot and Gorsetail. Tawnypelt says no Shadow Clan cats have been taken, but it's only a matter of time. They're all starving anyways. There's hardly any prey left, and Leaf Bear has barely begun. Oh yeah, they're supposed to make this journey during Leaf Bear. Oh god. Yeah, it's rough. Brambleclaw says whether it's starvation or Midnight's prophecy that drives the clans out, he doesn't see how they can stay in the forest. Stormfur points out that two legs haven't touched River Clan. Hawkfrost thinks they never will. He also called Stormfur a traitor for being concerned about the other clans. Oh my he god. He also says Hawk Stormfur should have never gone on the journey. And that Feathertail would still be alive if he hadn't let her get caught up in other clans' problems. Alright, so we're killing Hawkfrost and eating him. I know yeah, it's not, like, too. a great way to solve our problems, just to, like, eat people, but... Maybe give it a go. Yeah, like, we haven't tried it. Yet. Well, Crowpaw hisses that it wasn't the journey that killed Feathertail. It was staying with the tribe for too long. Uh-oh. Uh-oh! Stormfur flinches and looks at his paws. Uh-oh. We're about to have those... Hard conversation. Squirrelpaw stares at Crowpaw, puzzled. We had to help them, she tells him. She had found him arrogant and impatient at the beginning of their journey, but by the end she would have considered him one of her closest friends. Now he's just as prickly as ever. Did the importance of their message mean nothing to him? Brambleclaw asks Crowpaw what Windclan said when he told them. Crowpaw says they accepted Midnight's words without question. It's their last hope of survival. There's oh. nothing left to eat on the moor. Alright, Windclan. <clears throat> Thanks. Alright, wow. R literally, it, it makes sense. It makes sense that Riverclan is probably going to be the hardest to convince. Crowpaw says Tallstar wants the clan to go as soon as they can. Tallstar's greatest fear is that they aren't strong enough to make it. Oh, God, Tallstar. Oh, Crowpaw, I'm so sorry, Squirrelpaw exclaimed, forgiving his earlier harsh words. We don't need your pity, Crowpaw growled. Okay, all right. And anger rises in Squirrelpaw's belly. What is he talking about? He's acting as if he's the only one who can save his clan. Doesn't he remember that they're in this together? Squirrelpaw? Brambleclaw stops her with a flick of his tail. They can't fight right now. Tawny Pelt looks up to the rock. Their leaders are out of sight. She says it would be easier if they knew where they were meant to go. Will the sign come? Ah. <gasps> Stormfur murmurs that maybe they're too late. They spent a long time in the mountains. He wished they hadn't stayed. And Brambleclaw reminds him that they all agreed to stay at the time. That's true. 
Wanna hit me with a cat fact? Sure. Oh yeah, baby. We are here for all those cool cats and kittens ready for the premiere of Cat Facts, Cats Who Act. This is the fourth film. How are they not out of ideas yet? Do you know, Maureen? Is it Austin Powers? This premiere is especially groovy, as this film is inspired oh by the you. 60s and 70s. And everyone better hope our star has bundled up, because here they come. The bald and beautiful Ted Nude Gent. Yes, it is Austin Powers. Um, I mainly picked this one. I don't have, like, a lot of information about Ted. Um... But he was in both Austin Power movies, um, and his name is hilarious. It's Ted Nugent, but it's Nude Gent, and he is a sphinx. God, that's hairless so cat. Good. Yeah, he is amazing. He's amazing. Um, apparently, his trainer also thought he was amazing. Um, and uh, he is he plays Mr. Bigglesworth in Austin Powers in both movies. Uh, the beloved hairless cat of Doctor Evil. Um, he's totally hairless. He doesn't have, like, any peach fuzz like some sphinxes may have. Um, and apparently there weren't any on, uh, off-screen feuds between the stars as Ted Nugent loved Mike Myers, um, who he mainly worked with. Uh, oh. Apparently, uh, when they were reuni reunited uh, for the sequel, uh, Ted was all purrs, like, just so excited to see Mike. Uh, and... He even uh, caused a couple delays on set because he would be so relaxed and sleeping in Myers' lap that he wouldn't want to get up and leave. Oh. Um, and there were flashbacks of Dr. Evil when he was a child, and there was a kitten version of uh, Mr. Bigglesworth. Oh. Um, and that was played by a 12-week-old kitten named Chloe. Um, and, oh. and, uh, the cat still had hair, and so did, uh, Dr. Evil, so. Oh. Yeah. There, yeah, and, and he wasn't ever a, a hair, a cat with hair. Ted is a totally nude cat, and apparently he is a very yeah, that, well-trained that a cat. Um, he actually, his popularity brought concerns of people adopting sphinxes, since they have some particular needs as cats. Yeah. Um. So they just tried to make people aware of that during the, uh, um, the promotion. Um, and Mini-Me, um, who is one of the characters, uh, in the film, he also mm. has a, uh, mini Mr. Bigglesworth, uh, which was played by three Sphinx kittens, uh, whose names were oh. Mel Gibskin, Paul Nudeman, and Skindiana Jones. <laughs> So, oh my god. Really big fans of oh the, like, nude god. actor pun names. Um, I love it. <laughs> Skindiana Jones? Skin, Skindiana Jones. Uh, Paul Nudman is also good. That's so much. Um, Mel Gibskin is also pretty funny. Gosh, so. they're all very good. Yeah. So, yeah, that was Ted Nugent. Nude Gent, which is... It's, it's just hilarious. Beautiful. And I love to know that he was just, that that cat was actually, like, in love with Mike Myers. That's always good to know, like, the cat <laughs> adored the actor it spent most of the yeah. time with. Like, oh. Uh, That's so good. 
<sighs> well, no rest for the wicked. I guess we'll are we keep on going. Yep. <laughs> Firestar yowls from the rock that they should wait longer. Blackstar asks, "What's the point? They've wasted their time coming here. Did they really need a sign to tell them that the forest is being destroyed?" Valid. Blackstar leaps from the rock, Leopardstar behind him. Firestar says it's not even moon high. Leopardstar says, oh, oh no, this is dawn. Never mind. I was going to be like, oh, name drop. It's not. Leopardstar says even if StarClan sent the sign about leaving the forest, it's no concern of RiverClan. Oh my god, I knew she would be like this. Squirrelpaw is frustrated by Leopardstar's selfishness, but can understand why she isn't as troubled. Her glossy coat showed how well-fed her and her clanmates were. Their sleep was undisturbed by the fear of monsters. Crowpaw hisses that hunger will soon make them change their minds. Okay. Firest- well, Firestar says surely they want to see what StarClan thinks they should do. Mm-hmm. Blackstar says it's too cold to wait. Okay. Well, I mean, in his defense, he has nothing but skin and bones. Yeah, no, I, it's, it's, it really sucks for them. <clears throat> but, like, also, guys, this is kind of, like, our last hurrah. And I don't want, our like, our ghost ancestors to come and harass us in our sleep anymore. Firestar tells Blackstar that he can't leave yet as he picked his way out of the hollow. Blackstar calls back that there will be no sign here tonight. Look at this place. It's ruined. Firestar jumps down and runs to Blackstar. Starclan will not desert us. Blackstar faces him, pelt bristling. He never said Starclan deserted them, but his clan would rather rely on their leader's judgment than the muddled rumors from some inexperienced warriors and a badger. Ouch, harsh. <laughs> Tawny Pelt's right there. Yeah. Tallstar argues that Star Clan will show them the way. They will know where they can find new territories far away from these dangers. Blackstar says they're perfectly capable of finding a new home for themselves. Why haven't you done it then? Yet. Well, Cinderpelt asks if he has somewhere in mind already. (laughs) And Blackstar does. Oh. Blackstar says they're going to live in the Two Lake place where Blood Clan used to live. Oh! Uh. He still has one of their former warriors among his elders, and he can show them where to hunt and shelter. Now that Blood Clan is gone, they'll be the strongest ones there. Well. They're probably actually, a, like, more city cats than you guys think, and they're probably not starving. Yeah. So, I mean, chase your bliss, but I do think that's a bad idea. <laughs> Firestar says he can't do that. That will leave only three clans in the forest. Blackstar points out that soon there won't be a forest. Jeez. Only the bodies of dead cats. Ah, oh, jeez. He can't see how joining with the other clans would help them. It's not about fighting an enemy. It's about finding enough food to feed the mouths they do have. 
he's sorry. But Shadow Clan goes alone. Shadow Clan, I thought you guys were going to be like this. Blackstar turns to leave, but Firestar stands in his way. Squirrelpaw hisses to Brambleclaw that they can't let them fight. And Brambleclaw goes to Firestar's side. He tells his leader that he needs to persuade ShadowClan to come. That's what StarClan wants. If there isn't a sign, they can go to the Sundrown place and ask Midnight where to go. I don't know if they Let have Star snarls that, that he wants them to go. He wants them to go to a strange place just because they think StarClan sent him there. Leopard Star looks to Squirrelpaw, Tawny Pelt, and Stormfur. Why should they trust any of them? They're all parked ThunderClan. Oh my god! Tawny Pelt unsheathes her claws. Is she questioning her loyalty to her clan? Stormfur hisses that his sister died on the journey to get this message. And Squirrelpaw wonders if StarClan is watching. Maybe they would think these quarrelsome cats didn't deserve to be saved. Stop. Tallstar's voice was feeble, and he padded unevenly over to them. If they fight, the sign will never come. Blackstar says they don't need a sign. ShadowClan is leaving, and they know where to go. Firestar turns to Leopardstar. Please don't tell me Tallstar's the dying to do? cat. Mm. Yeah, it's like someone's gonna randomly doesn't... show up, like some dude. I'm. Maybe. Oh, Again. Leopard Star says River Clan doesn't have time to. Tr oh no no, Leopard Star says River Clan doesn't have to travel to some distant place on the few words of a dreaming warriors. The river is full of fish. It'd be stupid for them to leave. The other clan's troubles are not River Clans to worry oh, about. Shut up. Cinderpelt asks why Feathertail would be sent by Star Clan if it wasn't her troubles. Leopard Star says only Feathertail can answer that, and she's dead. A little harsh there. Yeah, pretty pretty harsh. Jesus. Her brother's right Hawk there. Frost. Yeah. Hawkfrost stands beside her. He says if they can't survive in the forest, he agrees they should leave. What sort of leader would let his clan starve? Squirrelpaw is taken aback by how boldly he's addressing the other clan leaders. He's not much older than she is. Brambleclaw says he just wants them to leave so RiverClan can steal their territory. Hawkfrost says they won't need it anymore if they aren't here. Tallstar says this is going nowhere. And Firestar insists that the four clans must stay together. They have lived beneath Silver Pelt for as long as any cat remembers. They share the same ancestors. How could Star Clan watch over us if we're separated? But Blackstar is already leaving. He signals Little Cloud to follow. Tawny Pelt looks uneasily at her friends. I have to go, she whispers to Squirrelpaw. What about the sign? Tawny Pelt says she's sorry, but she can't wait. And she follows.
Leopard Star tells Fire Star, good luck, and she leaves her cats from the clearing. Stormfur brushes against Squirrelpaw's pelt as he passes. He whispers that he'll try to speak with her and Brambleclaw soon. Squirrelpaw hisses desperately. What can they do without the sign? Uh, I don't know. know. I'm really stressed. He looks to the fallen Great Rock. Maybe Star Clan has no power here anymore. And Squirrelpaw stares in horror. Firestar watches the River Clan cats go. He can't persuade them. Then we must go alone, Tallstar wheezes. He needs to find new territory for his clan before the full next moon. They are starving, but they are too weak to make the journey alone. Travel with us, Firestar. Help them like he did when he brought Wind Clan back from exile. I love this. That's... I love this so much. Yeah, I was gonna I say that. I just really that's... like. I mean, that's like a lot, but like, we saw throughout the whole first series how like, Firestar definitely kind of felt responsible for Wind Clan after he brought them home. Yeah. You know, and like he made friends there, and he's like, I care about these cats, and like, you know, he was kind of like a, like their little Moses, mm-hmm. led them home, and like. He just, he feels a responsibility for him. And I think Tallstar has always respected him, even when other cats maybe did not, because, you know, because of this, he led them home. And, uh, also, Firestar looks just like his daddy. <laughs> so. I'm as emotional. <laughs> Tallstar loved Jake. Firestar twitches his ears miserably. They can't leave without the other two clans. There have always been four clans. As if we didn't just do... Yeah, let's keep, keep moving. Keep, Although that wasn't written right. yet. Was, Sky Clan didn't exist yet, but still. Wherever they end up, the four clans must be there as well. How else can they be sure that the fifth clan will come with them? Tallstar says Star Clan will always be with them. Tallstar gets a glimmer of anger in his tired eyes. You're too proud, Firestar. He can tell ThunderClan is on the brink of starvation just like WindClan. If he insists on staying to wait for the other two, his clanmates will die. Firestar looks away. He's sorry. He wants to help WindClan. But his heart tells him that ThunderClan can't leave until the other clans agree to leave as well. They need to keep trying to persuade them. Very well, Tallstar hisses. They can't travel without him, so they will wait. He doesn't blame Firestar for the hunger they will suffer. But he is disappointed that he won't help them now. He stumbles away on paws that don't look strong enough to get him to the edge of the clearing, let alone the moor. Squirrelpaw turns to Brambleclaw. Why wasn't there a sign? Brambleclaw asks, if she thinks midnight could be wrong maybe that was did she really tell well did she really tell them anything they can't see just by looking around them yeah i mean that's kind of what i was saying maybe blackstar is right and every clan should save themselves 
Squirrelpaw fights to control the panic fluttering in her chest. He can't mean that. They have to believe that Midnight was right. StarClan sent them to her. StarClan wants them to save the clans. But what if we can't? Squirrelpaw stares in dismay. She tells him not to give up. They didn't make that journey and lose Feathertail for nothing. They have to save the clans. One second, let me take a little uh, drink break. Good. Sorry, it's been a lot of you talking. This is really, yeah. this is a pretty crazy episode, I'm sorry. Oh, it kind of is. Are you ready for it to get crazier? Oh, oh God, okay. I'm ready for a ghost or whatever to show up. Squirrelpaw curls up beside Shrewpaw and tries not to think about the warm, moss-lined den the apprentices used to sleep in. It feels strange to be sleeping apart from Brambleclaw after their long journey together. But Shrewpaw seems happy to have her back. She's tired and her paws ache, and she can't help thinking about the disastrous events at Four Trees. But soon she drifts to sleep. She's alone among the trees, and she smells prey. There's a plump mouse, and she creeps. Am- Amira, ma'am. She's ma'am. like, what, mom? Ma'am. You said mouse, ma'am. <clears throat> oh, I just okay. Bye. There's a plump mouse, and she creeps towards it. Suddenly, rapid paw steps behind her sends the mouse scurrying. A tortoiseshell she cat with gentle amber eyes, stands behind her. Hello, Squirrelpaw. She has something to show her. Squirrelpaw snaps that she just ruined the best cat she'll get all day. She doesn't know who this cat is. But she smells like ThunderClan. Who are you? I'm Spottedly. Oh my did you not see this coming? It's your ghost. Is did did Spottedly after like the the prologue of the beginning of this series, did Spottedleaf murder the rest of Star Clan and like <laughs> she's the only one who can do literally anything for them? Like, is there no other cat? Is there no other cat? Is she the dying cat? She's already dead. <laughs> okay, alright. Play play the tape. Squirrelpaw had heard of the, about the long dead medicine cat. Somehow. But why would she come to her? She steps closer to touch noses with her in greeting. But Spottedly fades, and she's gone. Maybe she just wanted to say hello? Once Squirrelpaw continues to hunt. The most... God. (laughs) But she doesn't recognize the forest around her. She knows it's a dream, and she tries to wake up. But she can't. She's running, looking for anything familiar. There's nothing else alive in these woods. No sound of prey no sense of her clanmates. Spottedleaf, help me! 
There's no reply. The forest grows denser and darker. Don't be frightened. The voice echoes, and she smells the faint scent of ThunderClan. She tells Spotted Leaf that she's lost. No, you're not, Spotted Leaf assures her. Follow me. She follows Spotted Leaf through the trees, and the forest grows lighter. Then she recognizes the great sycamore, and there's snake rocks. Suddenly, Spotted Leaf stops. Ahead of them is the two-leg destruction. Wooden two-leg nests edge a clearing. Spotted Leaf leads Squirrel Paw towards the nests, and she stops beside one of them. Look through the hole, she urges. Look at the cages. Rows, oh, so Squirrel Paw looks in, and rows and rows of shiny web dens, the cages, lined the walls. Huddled in each one was a cat. Oh. Scents flood her nose. River Clan, Wind Clan, Rogue, Thunder Clan. She sees her sister. Leafpaw, she gasps, and tries to clamber through the hole. Spotted Leaf reminds her that this is just a dream. But when she wakes, Leafpaw will still be here. Squirrelpaw asks if she'll be able to rescue her. Spotted Leaf hopes so. But how? she yowls. Stop fidgeting for Star Clan's sake, Shrewpaw muttered. Squirrelpaw's eyes shoot open. And Shrewpaw asks, what's the matter? Squirrelpaw says she knows where Leafpaw is. She needs to go rescue her. What? Shrewpaw asks how she knows. Which is what Spotted Leaf told me in a dream. Is she sure? Of course she's sure. I'm, I'm on Shrewpaw's side. <laughs> like, okay, what? What? Want to talk about that dream? No, what about the prophecy? We haven't gotten the sign yet. We're still waiting on the sign. Are we supposed to go? We're just supposed to. Supposed to stand on the great rock <sighs> and look for a dying warrior. Oh, my God, we're doomed. We're doomed. We Star Clan is only Spotted Leaf. We're doomed. Because I haven't seen any proof that there's literally anyone else up there. I guess Spotted Leaf is our god now. I'm so <laughs> excited. Our one and only god. Shrewpaw says she can't just disappear without telling anyone where she's going. Again. Well, he didn't say again, but Squirrelpaw guesses that's what he was thinking. <laughs> She says she could wake Firestar and he could send a rescue party. Not in the middle of the night, Shrewpaw says. It's too cold. And besides, it was just a dream. Squirrelpaw insists that it was more than just a dream. But you're not a medicine cat, Shrewpaw says. Yeah, we'll have a psychic link no with my sister. Going on a so, shut up. <laughs> and she's Firestar's daughter, who was also had a lot of dreams. She's the main character! Well, no cat is going on a rescue mission in the middle of the night just because she had a dream. His amber eyes are gentle. They might listen to her in the morning, though. 
She should go back to sleep. Thanks, Rupa. But Squirrel Paw no. knows he's right. Hmm? I was like, thanks, Shrewpaw, but no. Shrewpaw lays beside her and rests the tail comfortingly on her flank. He promises they'll find her in the morning. But Squirrelpaw can't sleep. A Star Clan cat had visited her to tell her where Leafpaw was. And she knows Spotted Leaf had a special bond with Firestar when he first came to the forest. Except, like, not really. Go listen to our bonus episode. Could it be that she wanted to help Firestar's daughters because she still loved him? Oh my god. No, Squirrelpaw. I mean, maybe that's what it's supposed to be, but no. It's morning, and Squirrelpaw needs to find her sister. I hate the fact that that was even part of... I hate that. I know, I know you hate it, that's why I put it in! Like... Because it was also in the book. Like, I didn't make it's that It's so... Okay, this is so weird, because we haven't had the Sky Clan thing yet. So... Yeah, we have it. So, there's even less... There's even less reason. Yeah. Who who on the writing team shipped them? Because I need to have words <laughs> with them. Because, like... It's not good writing, guys. Yeah. You literally had to retro- retroactively make them a thing. And it's not a thing that can ever be made. It's not a tragic love story. It's not even a love story. It's just stupid. It's just... <laughs> yeah. I can't believe this is gonna keep happening. I can't believe this is gonna keep happening. Is it, Are we gonna, like, meet... Like, is... Is Squirrelpaw's great-great-granddaughter gonna continue to be helped out by own- Like, she's like, oh my god, like, hi, my name is, uh, 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 Tinyfoot. And I'm- I don't know. And I- Okay, And I am the great-great-great-granddaughter of Firestar. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to have a dream- Even though everybody in this clan is the great-great-great-granddaughter of Firestar. Because we're all so embraced. And I'm so excited <laughs> to, like, have a dream from Star Clan. Who would it be? Would it be Firestar? Would it be my great-great-grandmother, uh, like, Sandstorm? Would it be, would it be, uh, maybe, like, my literal parent? Or, like, someone else? No! It's Spotted Leaf! It's always gonna be Spotted Leaf! <laughs> For some reason, Spotted Leaf is the only per- Is she St. Michael? Is she the only one who's allowed to talk to people? Like, is she like, hey, I have to be the voice of God because if you actually heard the voice of God, your, like, brain would blow up. So, um, like, why? Like, did she, is she the, is she the president of the PTA club? But she, like, took all the roles. Like, she's snack mom every time so that she's the most popular. You're not the most popular, spottedly. You're actually the least popular because you always bring raisins. No one likes you. No one likes you. I'm... I can't believe this is going to keep happening. I can't believe... I thought this would be done. I'm so mad that it's going to keep happening. Oh my god, are you going to cry? I... No. <laughs> I told my friends I wouldn't make you cry this time. I said I'd just make you yell. I'm just... I can't believe it keeps happening. 
She's not going to keep happening. She's not. She's not so important. It's get she's worse. not an important character. It's going to get so much worse. It gets worse? I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, it it's does. just It's so frustrating. I know I've said this. I know I've literally said this in this episode. It's just, it's so stupid. If you look at the timeline of the books right now, she literally, she's literally there. She said she had a one vision. She died. That's it. And she, and, ooh. Ooh, it's so dumb. And I'll say again, I think it would have made, I think it, if they could have played the, I gave, like, in the first series only, like, I gave Firestar this prophecy, so I need to see it through and be his spirit guide. Like, yeah, I could, like, jive with that, but then it got weird. No, they literally didn't do that at all. They literally didn't do that at all. They're like, no. hey, oh my god, wouldn't they have been such a good couple? It's like, no. No one thought no that. No one thought that. You, whoever, you are the only one. Oh my god. I hate this because she just seems like a creepy, obsessive ghost lady. And but the thing is, they don't even write her Ooh, that way. Happy Halloween! They don't even, yeah, they don't even write her that way. They're like, oh wow, how beautiful! It's how not, yeah, it's magical. not on purpose. If it was on purpose, it's not. If it was on purpose, they could make a really cool character. They could have made a really cool character. Yeah, if they had done it the way you said, of, like where she's like, I have to yeah, see it through. Or, or like made her like this. There's been other ones. Scary. Pu- There's been other ones where it's like, oh no, <laughs> I'm not the one to come up with this AU or like ones like it. But along the lines of like, oh, like she died young and had so much to do, so she's like obsessed with like still trying to like be a part of the living world. Right. Kinda. Like she's like, living. Cool, she's living through Firestar. Like that makes sense. Yeah, but it's none of that. But it's not. It's not. It's literally not. Oh. It could have been cool. It could have been cool a couple different ways, and they made it not cool. Yep. Okay. All right. I think we'll stop there. I don't want to um, push you through any more that I already have. Don't want to give me an ulcer. No, but next time we can do a cat heist. It's a rescue mission. Oh. I'm so ready for a cat heist. Cat I heist, think I've cat earned a heist. cat heist. <laughs> um, I think you have earned a cat heist. If you want to help us plan our cat heist, you've been very good. Um. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at WCWITCast. Or if you want to contact us, you can contact us at WCWITCast at gmail.com. And if you want to help out the podcast, uh, share this episode with a friend. Maybe don't share it with them if their favorite character is Spotted Leaf. Um, Though if their favorite character is Spotted Leaf, um, they need to write me a very long email explaining why. Like, explain what is actually likable about her. And I will read that email someday. God, I gotta check the email. Um, without spoilers. Like, justify her existence to me. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, she has her own whole novella that's very controversial. That we'll have to cover at one point. <laughs> that, we'll have to do that, like, in one episode or else I'll quit. Um... <laughs> Yeah, it's not one that I'd want to go into. Like I said, it's a very controversial novella. Oh my god. Okay, let's end it. Let's end it. <laughs> okay, okay, because I'm Ember Hart. And I'm Tangletong. And this has been Warrior Cats. What is that? Mm-hmm.